Don't worry about anything but, but in everything by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which passes all understanding, shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Philippians chapter 4, verses 6 and 7. Thanks for joining us today. This is the Hour of Intercession. I'm Pastor Joseph Parker. We invite you to look with us to begin with in the book of Genesis. Genesis chapter 1, beginning at verse 1. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. The earth was without form and void, and darkness was on the face of the deep. And the Spirit of God was hovering over the face of the waters. Then God said, Let there be light, and there was light. And God saw the light, that it was good. God divided the light from the darkness. God called the light day. In the darkness he called night. So the evening and the morning were the first day. Then God said, Let there be a firmament in the midst of the waters, and let it divide the waters from the waters. Thus God made the firmament, and divided the waters which were under the firmament from the waters which were above the firmament, and it was so. And God called the firmament heaven, so the evening and the morning were the second day. Then God said, Let the waters under the heavens be gathered together into one place, and let the dry land appear, and it was so. And God called the dry land earth, and the gathering together of the waters he called seas. And God saw that it was good. Verses 1 through 10, Genesis chapter 1. Then, picking up at verse 26, Then God said, Let us make man in our image according to our likeness. Let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, and over the cattle, over all the earth, and over every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him. Male and female, he created them. Then God blessed them, and God said to them, Be fruitful and multiply. Fill the earth and subdue it. Have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, over every living thing that moves on the earth. Verses 26 to 28, Genesis chapter 1. And finally, Ephesians chapter 6, beginning at verse 10. Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God, that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in the heavenly places. Therefore, take up the whole armor of God, that you may be able to withstand in the evil day, and having done all to stand. Stand therefore, having girded your waist with truth, having put on the breastplate of righteousness, and having shod your feet with the preparation of the gospel of peace. Above all, taking the shield of faith, with which you will be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked one, and take the helmet of salvation, and the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God, praying always with all prayer and supplication in the Spirit, being watchful to this end with all perseverance and supplication for all the saints, and for me, that utterance may be given to me, that I may open my mouth boldly to make known the mystery of the gospel for which I am an ambassador in chains, that in it I may speak boldly as I ought to speak. Ephesians 6, verses 10 to 20. Father, we thank you, Lord, for the glorious wisdom, power, and truth that comes through so mightily and beautifully through your word. We thank you for the glorious story of your creation in which you did everything perfectly, everything beautiful, and it was all good done according to your perfect will. And thank you, Lord, for the fact that you've given us your word as the sword of the Spirit with which we can go out 
and do battle and be victorious over the wiles and the schemes of the enemy. More and more empower us to be a people who are committed to learning your truth, walking in your truth, battling with your truth. We thank you. and We praise you for it. In Jesus' name we do pray. Amen. Thanks again for listening to the Hour of Intercession. Rick Robertson is our producer. He's going to lead us in a word of prayer. Father, we're so thankful for this opportunity to come before your throne today, and we recognize it's because we're, thrown, we're covered in the righteousness of Christ, Jesus Christ dying on the cross for us, Father. We rejoice in that today. We lift high your holy name. We exalt you today. Help us to learn more and more to, to make much of you with our lives. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. 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 Thank you, Rick. And thank you again for being a part of our listening family. I want to remind our listeners that we do have coming up in just, well, not too many weeks away from now, um, the Marriage Family Life Conference 2023 with the theme, For His Glory Alone. The American Family Association is announcing its fifth annual Marriage and Family Life Conference here in Tupelo, Mississippi. The dates are July 6th through the 8th at the Cadence Bank Arena, 375 East Main Street in Tupelo, uh, Mississippi. It's two conferences in one. Marriage Family Life 23 includes a youth apologetics track for youth as well, ages 4 to 17. And so for more information, you can go to marriagefamilylife.net and find out and try to get all your questions answered that you may have. And if you can come, we're certainly hoping that you'll make it. Again, that's marriagefamilylife.net. We're very blessed and honored to have as our phone guest today two of the individuals that will be speakers at our upcoming a Marriage and Family Life Conference, Ryan and Bethany Bomberger. Ryan and Bethany, how are you all today? Oh, we're great. It's an honor to be with you. It's always great to be with you. Always a blessing to have you all on. And uh, you, you all have participated in a number of the Marriage and Family Life Conferences, so we're grateful to have you once again. I'm going to ask if you all will take a moment to uh, reintroduce yourself. Many of our listeners will know of you and know of the great work and ministry that you all lead. But then there are some who... Today may have been the first time they've heard your name, so I want to ask if you'll take the time to introduce yourselves and your ministry as well, please. Absolutely. I guess I'll start. My name is Ryan Bomberger, and I am married to the awesome (laughs) Bethany Bomberger, awesome because God knows what he's doing when he puts husbands and wives together and when they serve the Lord. And I love that we are serving the Lord in our ministry, the Radiance Foundation, part of our organization, which we consider a life-affirming, educational, faith-based organization. Uh, Part of it is based on my own story of adoption. I grew up in a family of 15, where I have six brothers and six sisters, and 10 of us Bomberger kids were adopted, 10 out of the 13. And I'm one of those exceptions cases that we're hearing all across the country where politicians want to keep adding exceptions after exceptions into these pro-life bills. I am you know, someone who was conceived in rape, but I was adopted in love. And so that's my... That's my origin story, and because I was loved like crazy by my parents, they unleashed purpose, and so part of the DNA of the Radiance Foundation as we talk about abortion, we talk about adoption, fatherlessness, racism, uh, gender radicalism, free speech, uh, let's see here, there's some (laughs) free speech, religious liberty, basically the war on common sense. Mm -hmm. And we creatively address these issues in our our keynote speeches, in our factivism, our weekly op-eds, and our compassionate community outreaches and and other means. And so we're really passionate about illuminating that every human life has God-given purpose. Praise God. Praise God. All right. Bethany, tell our listeners a little bit about you as well. 
Oh, I'd love to. So like Ryan said, it's really a blessing to be married to not only somebody I love, but somebody who loves Jesus with all his heart and is willing to lay down his life repeatedly just to follow the calling of God on his life. This is also why we're so passionate about being part of Marriage Family Life Conference, because this is not um, really counsel that you hear when you just turn on the TV, you know, but this is the biblical model of marriage. And as Ryan and I, uh, share around the nation. We really both have come from a place of personal transformation. Ryan has shared a little bit of his story. I was um, somebody who grew up in the church and really loved the Lord from a very young age, but in my late teens and early 20s, just ended up walking away from the Lord for a bit and just really being swallowed by the darkness of the culture. And um, I openly share about the fact that I had been in an abusive relationship and uh, my first, I became pregnant with my first daughter and um, I really had a defining moment with the Lord when I saw the ultrasound, which showed that for sure she was uh, there. She was alive and her heart was beating. And that day, I, I just had this moment when I looked at the ultrasound and I thought, okay, Lord, I've been living selfishly and I need to be an example of you to her. And I went home and the Lord showed me Psalm 34, 5, which was really neat because I opened up an old journal to write in. And it just happened to be the verse, I say just happened in quotes, it just happened to be the verse in the margin. And Psalm 34, 5 and 6 says, the Lord, uh, I sought the Lord and he delivered me from all my fears. Those that look to him will be radiant and their faces will never be covered with shame. And I decided that day to name my oldest daughter, who's now 18, um, Radiance, because I wanted her story to be one and not the shame that would come from a testimony um, and a place where I was at. And I really believe that everything that Ryan and I do, all of these culture-shifting issues that we are speaking to, we come from a place where we know the enemy says, okay, you can enter the conversation covered in shame or guilt or um, misinformation, or you can let the radiant glory of God rest on you. And then the Lord's wisdom becomes our wisdom, and we are able to speak into a dying culture. We're able to speak words of light and life. So we've really dedicated our life to tackling these really difficult issues and helping, especially Christians, to engage in a culture that's hostile, but to have words and to understand and articulate a biblical worldview to a world that's dying. Mm. Praise God. Praise God. Well, I'm going to ask uh, both Ryan and Bethany, if each of you would pray for our listeners that they would have ears to hear whatever the Lord would have them to hear mm. today. Would you each please pray? Absolutely. And Lord, we just thank you. We thank you that you created our innermost being. And God, you know what we need. As our creator, you know exactly how we're put together. And you know exactly what our bodies need, what our, our minds need, what our soul needs. And so I just pray for those listening today that maybe even if they have heard about a particular topic you know, hundreds of times, God, help illuminate it in a different way. So just use us, speak through us, Lord, just so we can help break through to this culture, God, and show people what love is. And love is not love, but God, you are love, and we just thank you for that. Lord, we just thank you for opening the ears of those that are are dying to hear truth, Father God. We just 
come against every attack of the enemy that would close up your people's ears to hearing truth. And Father, we just ask you right now that the spirit of wisdom would rest upon your listener, the listeners today, your people, who God want more of you, who desire more of you. And the enemy would try to um, stop the move of God by stopping up their ears. But right now, Lord, we just declare an opening of their ears to hear from heaven And Lord, if they've been in a season that they're saying, Lord, we need to hear from you. Lord, would you answer their cry, speak to their hearts, drown out the sound of the enemy so only your words can be heard. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. 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 And Father, too, thank you for the privilege of having Ryan and Bethany on. Thank you for the great work you've called them to, a work in which, amongst other things, is sharing truth through different tools and means. Again, help us to grow in understanding the fact that truth is the most powerful weapon in the world and help us to be wise and bold enough to simply speak the truth that is your word, which again is able to defeat anything that comes out of the kingdom of darkness. Help us to be a people that are bold and in love speaking the truth in order to just to chase away the darkness, knowing that light can always do that. Help us to be a people that understand that live that, and do battle that way as well. We thank you and we praise you. In Jesus' name we do pray. Amen. Amen. Our phone guests today are Ryan and Bethany Bomberger of the Radiance Foundation. And Ryan and Bethany, we're coming up on a break, but on the other side, I want to ask if we can jump right into talking about the book She Is She, and then we'll uh, talk further about the conference as well. But again, we really appreciate you all being with us. And The book is a fascinating one, but also a very timely tool and weapon as well. So we'll talk about it on the other side. You're listening to The Hour of Intercession. We'll be right back. Chris Tomlin with singing Amazing Grace. Thanks for listening to the Hour of Intercession here on American Family Radio. Again, our phone guests today are Ryan and Bethany Baumberger of the Radiance Foundation. And Ryan and Bethany, just before you come back, I want to introduce this segment by talking about a segment I looked at just today. And I really want to delve into it as we talk about this wonderful book that you all have written entitled She She Is She. But basically in this segment... 
It was a father who is a school teacher who had gotten suspended uh, without pay because he spoke up because they were allowing boys to come into the girls' locker room. And so he got suspended without pay. His daughter, who was 14 years old, she spoke up and talked about being uncomfortable with young men in the locker room. She got suspended as well. And it wasn't until they brought a lawsuit that the school system quickly dropped the suspension and let that whole matter go. But sadly, what happened was it, it appeared that there were others who were supportive of them, but they were afraid to say anything and how tragic that is. So I, I think that is a, a powerful reality that we're battling with in our culture today as we look at these issues. So if you all would just take a moment to, to uh, in your own way, share why and how the Lord put it on your heart to produce the book, She Is She. Well, you know, as the church, we are supposed to have the answer. I mean, so many, too many Christians, I should say, are constantly turning to the world for the answers uh, when the Word is the only thing that has these answers. And so that's why so many are so ill-equipped. When George Barna, you know, researchers shows how, actually, I think it's it's declined now to 4% of American adults have a biblical worldview. They don't know how to talk about these things. We were led into it, actually, because we live here in Loudoun County, Virginia. Mm-hmm. And I remember seeing a teacher at a school board meeting watching a video of him. His name is Tanner Cross, and he's a phys ed teacher. And he said very lovingly, look, I, I love my kids too much to call a boy a girl and a girl a boy. And he was fired the next day by his school. It took a state judge and then the the Virginia Supreme Court to reaffirm his job. But we realized at that point, oh my goodness, why is this even an issue? Why is this even controversial? Why is the school pushing all this gender radicalism? So that led us into, you know, let's write a book about pronouns. And so (laughs) she is she was born. And you would think, you know, this is just ridiculous. Well, I guess you would think maybe 10 years ago, this would be ridiculous. But now um, this is so so needed because there are so many Christian adults, let alone those in, you know, who are lost out in the world, who don't know how to address this issue. And so we wanted to create a tool simply, you know, equips people to know how to talk about, celebrates femininity, talk about undeniable, biological, beautiful her. And so mm-hmm. she is she. In fact, you can go to sheisshe.com, and that's where the book is. And there are actually even deeper resources for teens and adults because we want to equip people to engage on these issues, not to run away from them. And, you know, my background is in education. I taught in the public schools and private schools for um, over a decade, and, and now I've been a homeschooling mama for 18 years, which is, is hard to believe. But I have watched um, as children's worldviews begin to be formed. They form at younger and younger ages. We don't even realize that even by the age of two, worldviews are beginning to form. Really by the age of 13, they're fine-tuning, and by the age of 20, there's, there's a set, a set uh, settling happening with the worldview. Now we know that the Lord is so good, and He can enter our lives. Truth can enter at any time and redeem past thoughts and belief systems. But it is very, very powerful to understand that literature is a tool to reach especially our young ones, and we are watching as there is an agenda to reach children at younger and, young, younger, and younger ages. Our public schools, the news media, even 
if I could say, Bible-evading churches. They're pushing books that sexualize and radicalize young children. And we know that if we don't create content that will speak to very fundamental truths, like She is She and He is He, which is the sequel and coming out next summer in the summertime, but um, next summer, that is, we know that if we don't do this, that there's going to just breed more and more confusion. And we're watching a war on objective truth. And something as simple as, as she is she is now becoming controversial. And these sweet young kids don't have the same frame of reference that we've grown up with. That truth is truth, a boy is a boy, and a girl is a girl. So we knew that we needed to create that content. And like I said, as from a teacher's perspective especially, I know that for the person reading out loud, for those that are young children that are reading on their own, there's so much blessing that comes from reading truth in this format. And so that's what we wanted to do. We wanted to communicate truth that the, that women are beautiful, that God has created us to be different, and there's an undeniable, beautiful biological difference between males and females. Well, as if someone listening wants to get a copy of the book, She Is She, tell me, tell them how they can do that. She Is She, yeah, sheisshe.com is the easiest way to do it. It's also available on Amazon and through our Radiance store, uh, our online store, but she is, she is probably the easiest way to, to get to that. Okay. All right. And, you know, Ryan, you, you touched on something specifically that was, that is so foundational to everything we're discussing today. The fact is the answer always has been and always be, it's the word of God. The answer to all our problems, all our challenges. And one of the sad realities is we live in a day and time in which the kingdom of darkness is extremely bold about pushing darkness. And too often you have some people who say they're believers, but the Word of God is not necessarily their bottom line. And there are others who the Word is their bottom line, but they're either being timid or just plain cowardly. And the need is to be bold, really, really bold. Uh, again, praise God for a tool and an instrument like this book, She Is She, too. I want to ask if both Ryan and Bethany, specifically, would you pray for boldness on the part of the people of God, the church, the leadership, uh, and anything else that's on your heart to pray for our listeners today as well? I think that's awesome. We're happy to do that. I wanted to insert here that there's some pages in the back of the book when you finish reading, and they say, what does the Bible say? And then following that, it says, what does science say? So as, as we pray over our listeners to be bold, this is a great way to just be equipped. There are just bullet points uh, that will speak directly to the truth and where to find it. And so, Father God, we just come before you right now. We thank you that you empower us to be bold and courageous and to take a stand. So, Father, I pray that the listeners today, that the Holy Spirit would fill every cell in their body and that the desire to speak truth and silence the lies would literally bubble up within their very being and that they will find that they cannot stay silent because they have caught the revelation that truth sets people free. Yes, Lord. 
So I pray, Father God, for your anointing to just fall in a new way on those that are listening, that courage would be uh, synonymous with who they are. We call down every spirit of fear and timidity right now, and we say there is no place for that in your children, in Jesus' name. Lord, we thank you that you are love and you are truth. And in your word, 1 Corinthians thirteen six says, love does not delight in evil, but it rejoices in the truth. Mm-hmm. God, I just pray that people get a hold of understanding the joy that comes when there's freedom, joy that comes when, when truth is spoken. And God, I just pray for uh, just a boldness, a boldness in our public school teachers, in the administrators, Lord. God, in, in a culture of intimidation, God, may they stand up, regardless of the consequences of possibly losing their jobs. God, may they stand up because they're standing up for what is right. Thank you for the politicians who are actually standing up for what is right, who are saying enough of this attack on our children, that this is child abuse. God, give them the protection that they need. Give them the wisdom that they need. And God, I pray for it. I don't know, straightening up the spine of pastors across this country who have divorced themselves from this issue by being silent. God, may you move in their hearts. And of course, in all of our hearts, God, may we, may we know how to speak those words in, in truth and love, but may we speak them. May we never be shamed into silence, Lord, because in the end, we're all about an eternal kingdom. And we can advance that kingdom here on earth, but we can't advance it if we don't speak it. So I just pray for just a, just a new wave of courage and, and boldness for those who maybe were just too, too timid and too afraid before. God, may the Holy Spirit just fill them. Fill them with love so that they can speak with that kind of strength and courage. And we just thank you, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. And Father, to thank you and I praise you for the opportunity you give us of being your vessels, your instruments, your tools in the world. Lord, set every listener on fire with the fresh spirit of boldness in the name of Jesus, To just as Bethany and Ryan have prayed that we would understand that all of us have a voice and all of us can be used mightily of you as we simply speak truth in our place of influence, speak truth in the circles that we run in and Lord, help us to be mindful, Lord, that the world is crying out for truth. And help us to know, Lord, that truth does set us free. And darkness is what destroys people. Help us to be walking in your light and your truth faithfully each and every day. And help us to know, Lord, that every day a bold witness will come through and will be used by you in all kinds of wonderful ways. In Jesus' name we do pray. Amen. 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 You know, uh, Ryan and Bethany, I'm going to ask if you all would just share further thoughts about this. But, you know, this is true that in the battle between light and darkness, it's not really a battle. Light dispels darkness. Darkness can never stand up against light. And so what too often happens is the kingdom of darkness just tries to keep the light, you know, to don't let the light be shown. Don't let the light shine forth. And that's what we see happening in so many ways in our culture, though. But... Further thoughts that, um, that come to your mind? Well, yeah, I think 
The problem is we have so many in the church who are actually joining the darkness. They're actually celebrating it and mm-hmm. pretending that it's it's some form of light, and it's not. You know, using words like, well, you know, I'm going to use pronoun hospitality. No, you're lying to someone made in the image of God, God who intentionally created us, Genesis 127, male and female. Mm-hmm. That's not light. <laughs> That's mm-hmm. deception, and deception is always darkness. And so I, I, I know there are times when people feel so overwhelmed, like, how do we even fight this. But the the thing is, as you mentioned, I mean, the moment you turn on a light, the moment you light a candle in the darkness, it's dispelled. Mm -hmm. I mean, and in the spiritual, when we cast that out, it has to flee. I mean, (laughs) the problem I feel is that there are too many times when Christians won't acknowledge that sin exists, that evil exists, that Satan is at work, that there are you know, spirits and principalities that, that are at work, and they just pretend it's not happening. Mm-hmm. And it just allows that darkness to spread. But you know what? It's an amazing thing when you see someone's heart and their soul lit up. It's an amazing thing to hear someone talk about, oh my gosh, I never knew that. And, of course, when we talk about salvation, you know, that's like the brightest light ever. I mean, mm-hmm. that is such an incredible moment of freedom. And that's what we're supposed to be working toward, not that's pretending right. that the darkness is something that we should be lounging around in. That is so true. And I think it's sometimes, too, um, it's difficult to feel like we can be in a light in the dark because we're so bogged down by so many things. And that's why I just want to encourage <laughs> encourage myself, but also encourage the listeners that just getting up in the morning and just saying, thank you, Lord, for this day, spending whatever time you have. For some people, it might be five minutes. Some other people, it might be 45 minutes. Spending time in the Word and praying and worshiping literally turns the light of our soul on. Mm. So when we're walking around, it's not something that we feel we have to manipulate. It's something that so naturally comes out of us. And this is just a byproduct of spending time with the Lord. And, you know, even when I'm dealing with my children, sometimes I'm like, okay, I need to get in the quiet place and I need more of you, Lord, so that you're coming out. It's just very natural because we're humans. We Mm -hmm. are not God. We need a Savior, but we have access to one. So my encouragement, too, is to understand and see that the darkness is overwhelming, but spend time with the light, capital L. And before you know it, people are going to say there's something different about you. And we won't have to manipulate conversations. Yes, we have to be bold and courageous, but we will just by the very presence of being in, just by the very idea and very, just knowing that we are in dark places, our presence will change the atmosphere and people will be drawn to us. Mm. And you know that those are such powerful, important truths to be mindful of. And, And the fact is, our children need our godly leadership, because the fact is they're at the, at the mercy of of what's going on in our culture. And if the parents, Christian yes. parents, don't speak up, who will? Right. So right. it's just critical that we speak up and boldly just be God's vessels to accomplish his will. And we're on the winning side, but we need to act like it and yes. believe that way as well. So yes. we're, we're coming up on a break, and we'll pick up on the other side. Our phone guests today are Ryan and Bethany Bomberger of the Radiance Foundation. We'll be right back.
Music from Elevation Worship with O Sing. Thanks for listening to the Hour of Intercession here on American Family Radio. We're blessed to have as our phone guest today, Ryan and Bethany Bomberger of the Radiance Foundation, the founders and directors of the Radiance Foundation. And also they will be speaking at our upcoming Marriage Family Life Conference 2023, whose theme is For His Glory. Again, those dates are July 6th through the 8th at Cadence Bank Arena here in Tupelo, Mississippi. Again, for more information, go to marriagefamilylife.net. If you have questions or want to register, we hope that you will be a part of that as well. Uh, Ryan and Bethany, tell our listeners again, if they'd like to get a copy of the book, She Is She, how can they do that? Well, the easiest way to do it is sheisshe.com. Of course, they can go on amazon.com and get it there too. Or go to our main website, which is radiance.life. They can find it there in our online stuff store. It's alongside a lot of other stuff, wonderful stuff. So they're welcome to to find it there. Or they can wait a long time until the <laughs> Marriage Family Life Conference, which, by the way, it's so incredible. I, I just really want to encourage people. I was just so blown away. The the first year, the second year, was there. I'm like, this is incredible. It's an incredibly mm-hmm. diverse group. So many families, so many kids. It's one of the most beautiful things you've ever seen. And oh my word, the teaching. I mean, from, like you said, the, the apologetics track for the young people and for, the, for you know, older folks <clears throat> who aren't, you know, so old, just young at heart. Anyway, <laughs> there's so much for everybody, but I would really encourage people, get these tools because this is how we shift culture. And not yeah. only was she as she, we also, I mean, my wife, Bethany, is going to be speaking about Pro-Life Kids, which is a book that she has authored, another adorably illustrated children's book. And, in fact, you're talking about that. I am. I'll, I'll be speaking during the youth track, talking to the littles mm-hmm. and then the ones that are a little bit bigger. And we're going to talk, what does it look like to be a pro-life kid? And I, like I've mentioned before with She is She, we know that we have to speak life into our children's hearts and minds. Mm-hmm. And they are powerful mouthpieces. You know, it's the same Holy Spirit that dwells in these children that dwell in us. That's they right. have capacity for big Holy Spirit. And so my heart is to help educate and really help them to understand and articulate age appropriately what it means to be pro-life. And we know Psalm 8, which says, through the praise of children and infants, you have established a stronghold against your enemies. And so I know that whether it's, whether your children are very little, as in, you know, ages four, five, all the way up through 18. And like Ryan said, even, you know, the, the main sessions for older folks, you know, it's just powerful mm-hmm. what we're able to pour into hearts and minds, because we know ultimately what we're doing is establishing a stronghold mm-hmm. against the enemy. And when mm-hmm. we talk about going out and shifting culture mm-hmm. and bringing heaven to earth, which is really what we were born to do, we have to understand what it takes to establish a stronghold against the enemy. And this is the way to do it. And I will say that we do have a curriculum coming out for pro-life kids mm-hmm. that is being launched in June. So they can teach all kinds of age groups. And, you know, there are different age groups, so it's appropriate for those ages. But my word, we need to, to teach our kids before a broken world reaches them. So we're really excited. ProLifeKids.com, I believe it starts June 1st, somewhere around there. Yeah. And we're really excited about just continuing to equip our, our little warriors. Mm. 
You know, uh, Ryan and Bethany, I, I really appreciate you all touching on that. And it I, makes me think of that, like, for example, we, we continue a project that we call the Ten Commandments Project here at AFR, in which we've been doing for a few years. But one of the exciting one of the exciting parts of it has been our speech contest. And like last year, it just so happened that uh, the, the commandment that the children did their speeches on was you shall not murder. And of course, they dealt with the pro-life cause. And we ended up with around about 40 speeches. And, you know, every one of them was powerful. Every one of them, the Holy Spirit was all over these children. And quite a few mm. of these children were speaking boldly truth that, to be quite honest, some politicians and preachers, they were saying things some politicians and preachers would be afraid to say. And those kids were used mightily of God. And so there's a great need for the church to put children to work for the kingdom of God because they're they just like you said, mighty warriors ready to be set on fire and be used to the Lord. Amen to that. Mm-hmm. Yes. So, again, as you, as you work on that curriculum, again, the need for that is great, though, because— Again, children don't need to wait till they're grown to be used of the Lord. God, God used John the Baptist from the womb, so yes, they did. can definitely be used. And uh, I want to mention one other thought that comes to my mind, and I'm going to ask for you all to pray for parents in just a moment about seeing the need to really disciple our children to help them to become the warriors God would have to be. Uh, we, uh, my wife Birdie and I, are spearheading a, a pregnancy ministry that will be serving in the Mississippi Delta, and. One little girl learned about a 10-year-old. She went, uh, she approached her church about providing a receptacle that would be there all the time for people to begin to give to this ministry. And she, through her actions, have been, has been used mightily of the Lord to raise a significant amount of money through her own church. Now, that's the thought that she was listening to the Holy Spirit. And it's not so much about that it was about for our ministry, but children can be used mightily of God by simply listening to what God says to do in so many instances. So just an important example. Yeah. So, But I'm going to ask if, would you all just pray for whatever's on your heart as it relates specifically parents to see the need to really get much more serious about discipling their children? Yes, Lord, we thank you, God, for parents. We thank you that you designed family. You you designed it with intentionality to have a married mother and father pouring into their children where they can flourish. God, we thank you that training up our children um, just to know you and to love you, God, that that is our goal as a mom and a dad. God, that, that's the highest goal, that they, they grow up loving you, knowing you, and following the Savior. God, we, we thank you even for those, those instances where people or parents feel a little, I don't know, just worn out. They feel, um, I don't know, maybe shame, and they shouldn't feel shame, but shame because they haven't done enough. God, just, just speak to their soul, encourage their soul, and start over again. It's okay. God, we need parents to just keep at it. We have a culture that works against us every second of the day. Lord, maybe they never grow weary, never grow tired, or never feel guilty in any way, shape, or form because of what they didn't do in the past, but that they can move forward just in strength, Lord, and and, and increase that that passion, that desire. Of course, we can't dictate our kids' desire, Lord, but God, you can put that fire in their soul. But may we as parents just open that way, open the way for them. May we just provide that that, that environment, Lord, where they, they see us modeling 
loving you, Lord. God, it is so hard. Our culture is just—it's so heavy on a regular basis. But God, you know, you're stronger. You're the overcomer, and you enable us to overcome. Philippians four thirteen. We can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. And we just thank you, God, that whatever happened last week, last month, the past few years, doesn't matter. Tomorrow's a new day, and we thank you, Lord. Yes, Lord, we just thank you so much that parents and families, that entire idea, God, is your design. And, Father, you've designed us to uh, lovingly parent our children so that we can really steward their souls. I pray, Father, that you would just rest upon parents, especially those that are listening today, that, Father God, your peace would just quiet any other chaos, that your peace, God, even in the midst of storms, would, would calm the seas, Father Lord. Thank you that you have designed each child to be born to the parents that they've been born to. This was part of your design. So would you equip those that you have called to be parents today? And Lord, would as parents we just humbly continue to come before you and to, and to just hear your voice and hear what it is that you would have us to do and say to our children and how you would have us navigate life. I thank you for the blessing that you place upon your families, Father. So I pray that each parent listening would feel just a touch of heaven and the blessing of God upon their life and the reminder that children are a blessing. Yes. Thank you, Jesus. So thank you, Father, in advance for all all that you're going to do in us and through us as parents. Father, we just really lay our hearts and our lives down before you, and we allow you to come in and take up space and use us for your glory as parents. Amen. Amen. Father, I do thank you for uh, Ryan and Bethany. Thank you for the great work that you reached through them to raise up through the Radiance Foundation and the great mission behind it. Father, anoint them with a fresh anointing for this season of their lives. Anoint them with wisdom and grace as they see their oldest daughter go to college and as they continue to minister and disciple both her as well as those yet at home. And, Lord, anoint the minister of the Radiance Foundation. Bless the ministry indeed. Expand its territory. Cause your hand to be mightily upon it. Keep her from evil that it may not cause pain. Father, raise up many more intercessors that will pray much for them and the Radiance Foundation. Raise up many more people that will just stand with them financially and otherwise to help them carry out the mission you called them to. We thank you. And we praise you. In Jesus' name we do pray. Yes. Amen. Amen. All right. Well, and amen. Ryan and Bethany, again, thank you all so much for being with us today. And yeah. one more time, the website, if someone wants to learn more about the Radiance Foundation. It's radiance.life. That's R-A-D-I-A-N-C-E dot life. That's the way to get to all the content that we create that's fearless, factual, and freeing. All righty. willing. <laughs> all right. Thank you all so much. And as we normally well, do before we end the broadcast today, again, if you're listening today and you've never accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, today is a great day, a wonderful day to be saved. If you'd like to make that step, Again, the single most important decision in all of life is the decision to invite Jesus Christ into your heart to become the Lord and Savior of your life. If you'd like to make that step, would you simply pray this prayer with me even now? Lord Jesus, thank you for loving me so much. 
that you came into this world a long time ago. You lived. You died on the cross to pay for all my sins. Three days later, you rose up from the dead so that I could be saved. Lord, I confess. I've sinned and done wrong in many, many ways. Lord, I repent and turn from all the wrong I've done. Forgive me, Lord, for all the wrong things I've done. Lord Jesus, come into my heart. Be the Lord and Savior of my life. In your word, you told us, whoever calls in the name of the Lord shall be saved. Lord, right now, I'm calling on your name. Lord, save me. Fill me with your spirit. Help me to live my whole life following you. Help me to read your word every day. Help me to pray and seek you in prayer every day. Help me, Lord, to follow your word every day. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Well, if you prayed that prayer, we very much want to be in touch with you. My email is joseph at afr.net. Again, that's joseph at afr.net. We would like to share some resource materials and items that will, discipleship items that will encourage you, strengthen you in your newfound faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. So we definitely hope that you will get in touch. Again, that email, joseph at afr.net. Please get in touch. We hope to hear from you one more time, joseph at afr.net. Once again, uh, Ryan and Bethany, thank you all so much for being with us today. And one final time, again, if someone wants to get a copy of She Is She or just learn more about the Radiance Foundation, tell them one more time how they can do that. Yeah, thank you for having us. And it's radiance.life or sheisshe.com. All right. Again, thank you all so much. And we look forward to seeing you all at the Marriage Family Life Conference. Absolutely. Thank you so much. All right. Thanks for listening. Join us again next time for the Hour of Intercession. The views and opinions expressed in this broadcast do not necessarily reflect those of the American Family Association or American Family Radio.